0: welcome to market watch live the one place where you can find up-to-date information about what's moving in your market today you'll hear daily updates industry insights and interviews of top producing business owners all brought to you by local professionals in your marketplace i am your host brian west and this is market watch live Welcome to MarketWatch Live. I am so glad to be able to be here with Ross Fleury of Network Financial and we're going to be going through today an interview of him and his business and why it is that he's going to be successful and is already proven to be successful. Right. So Ross, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate you. All right. Well, if you could go ahead and just give us a quick, you know, thirty-second bio about you, your business, and kind of your background, and you know, just go into detail with that real quick. Not a problem. Not a problem.
1: Well, I'm Ross Flurry with Network Financial here in the Woodlands, Texas. I have been located in the Woodlands for four years. Uh, been in the mortgage game for about twelve years. Got into it at the end of '05. Um, weathered a few storms. That was in Florida. Did some business in Louisiana for a little while. And fell in love with the Woodlands, Texas a few years ago. So that is why I relocated out here. Um, I don't know. It's been an amazing experience. The past four years has been crazy. Uh, I had run a branch of my own in Shreveport, Louisiana, mm-hmm. but gave that up to take on a whole new life and opportunity here in the Woodlands. And uh, it's been an exciting run.
0: Well, hey, you know what? And we're glad to have you here. And we are better for it, I am sure. Thank you. So let's go ahead and dive into our first question here. So, Ross, tell me, what is the problem that your business has sought out to solve and how you're making a spin on the mortgage game in order to solve it. Okay. Um, Let me see, Brian, I'll say, let me me turn this
1: on to, I wouldn't call it a problem, but it's been an issue that I dealt with over the past decade in this business. Um, And maybe you can relate uh, being (laughs) younger in the game in real estate. Um, I've always fought being younger, uh, maybe not having as much experience as the next guy. Uh, nowadays I'm 36 and I have 12 years under my belt, but I did make a jump to a whole new town where nobody knew me four years ago. Mm -hmm. So it is like I'm new here. Uh, so, you know, overcoming those trust issues, uh, as time goes by, people see your work ethic. They see how hard you grind every single day. They see how much you care ultimately. I think that is the biggest thing, um, and I think over time people, you know, will earn you earn that trust as time goes by. As you have numerous closings, numerous successes, uh, people kind of let their guard down and they, they end up trusting you moving forward.
0: Definitely. You know, and going on that, you know, I just read a little bit ago that, you know, you're having one of the record months right now, you know, (laughs) so uh, I'd say congratulations for that. So, you know, you definitely seem to have been able to define what your issue was that you needed to solve at the very beginning. You're young, you're ambitious. And you're overcoming it. So that is great to see. You know, why is it that you decided to attack that and consider that the problem, not necessarily as someone who is normally going to start a business? They try and say, you know what, what's my business going to solve? No, you decided to say, you know what, what is Ross Fleury going to solve with Network Financial? That's right. That's right. Well, and there's
1: a lot that that had to be solved. Um, I'll tell you, I think one of the main things, Brian, is – people want to know that their clients are in good hands, and they want to see that you're going to do all these things to go above and beyond, and, and you're going to know how to manage people's expectations. You're going to know how to under-promise, over-deliver every single file. I feel like when I was younger in the business, I wasn't sure exactly how to do that. Uh, I was almost scared to give my clients any bad news, and, and I come to see that the more you just give it to them straight. You give them the good, bad, and ugly, whatever it is. And you tell them, hey, if this is gonna take two days to get done, it's gonna take two and a half or three days to get done. That way when we get it done in two days, everybody's happy. So I feel like as a younger person in the mortgage business, I was scared to give any bad news. But in the end, that's what wins, is you just give it to them straight, they will respect you for it.
0: Definitely, yeah. You know, it's like how the saying goes sometimes, bad news is better than no news or wrong news. I mean, definitely. So tell me, as you were going through and developing, I mean, you come from mortgage background anyways, you have experience in it, so you kind of already know how to develop an idea of who your competitors and who your competition is in general. Now, when you went to develop Network Financial, who did you seek out to be your
1: competition? Well... All right. So most people look at your local competition, right? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, in my business, uh, we're always competing against the big banks, you know, because automatically people have checking and savings accounts with these big banks. So they automatically think, Hey, I'm going to go to Chase. I'm going to go to Wells Fargo for my mortgage rather than going to a mortgage specialist. Now I could spend time saying that these guys are my competitors, but I honestly don't believe that. Mm -hmm. I truly feel. And I don't even pay attention to those guys. I pay attention to what I did today, what I did yesterday, what I did last month and what I did last year. And to me, I am my only competitor. I don't know how other way to look at it. I seriously look at my numbers and look what I've done in the past and look at my potential and say, I should be reaching these numbers. So that's ultimately who I consider my competitor is my own self and uh, what I've done in the past.
0: Okay. So tell me this. Why do you feel your customers choose you? I mean, because you say you're competing with yourself, right? As opposed to worrying about the other people out there, right? right? So, who would you, what would be the reason that you would think that customers are choosing you uh, as opposed to anyone else out there? I would say, and not to toot my own horn
1: in any way, but literally, I think uh, strong referrals, number one. I believe whether it's a realtor that I work with, uh, a past client, a business owner, someone that knows me well, they usually refer pretty strongly and say, look, if Ross can't do it, no one can. Whatever the case, I I feel like. My experience over the past 12 years has won people over. So that referral goes strong. They know that I have the education and experience. They know that I'm licensed. Most big bankers don't have licenses. So, you know, being licensed in two multiple states, um, not only that, but people like to deal with people they like, you know, personality. If you're open and uh, easy to talk to, you're not the stuffy banker. It's a little easier to kind of get people to open up and trust you, you know, a little bit quicker. Um, When we put up these walls and everything's so formal and there's no emotion or expression in your voice and it's just these are the details. That's not a fun experience, you know, and people aren't getting that personality. They're not feeling that you're an actual friend that cares about them. And ultimately, I care about whoever I'm doing business with. So I want people to, to see that. And I feel like with all those, with the extra communication going above and beyond on every file, having that personal touch. I'm not handing everything over to all my employees. Right. They're dealing with me on every file. So I think the, the collective um, answer is all of those. You know, Those, those are my, my great qualities. And I feel like that's why a lot of people do enjoy doing business with me.
0: Okay, perfect. So let's talk about, You know, we started to talk about your business, what you're doing to succeed, what you're doing to outdo your competition. So let's talk a little bit about Ross Flurry, the man, right? So walk us through your perfect day. If you had to pick one, there's no fires to be put out. There's no issues. It's just, it's your perfect day. Walk us through that. Was well, it a weekend day or is it a weekday? Yeah, <laughs> but we'll All go right. with the weekday.
1: Let's go yep. with the weekday. Um, typical. And, you know, I try to do this every weekday, um, but, you know, we fall, off, we fall short mm. occasionally. Uh, but I'll tell you the perfect weekday for me, um, 530 AM, I'm up i am doing i'm saying my thank yous i'm doing a prayer meditation i will do a, a short reading and uh, literally by six thirty, my goal is to be in the gym uh i don't know how long for maybe 30 45 minutes but at least i get a quick little workout come in 7 15 get some food get ready for work uh, and then time block for work the whole day and honestly um i'm not married i have no kids so it's gonna seem pretty simple. Uh, I come home pretty late, maybe seven or eight o'clock, and I make sure I get about 30 minutes of sports, a little update there, because that's (laughs) a little passion of mine, Uh, 30 minutes to an hour of updated news, what's going on in the world, Um, and then I really believe in balance. I I believe in taking a couple hours to yourself, uh, whatever makes you happy, whatever, um, I don't care if it's reading, if it's watching documentaries, whatever, your free time, Uh, if it's a hobby, if you want to go play basketball for a little while, do that a lot. Um, whatever I feel like I need in those two hours I do before I go to bed and always end with my thank yous, my prayers, um, and meditating on how can I improve my life? How can I improve my business? What's next? What's coming? Who came into my world today that I need to follow up tomorrow? You know, stuff like that. Just do a little recap before you go to bed. That's my perfect day in a sense uh, without getting too extravagant.
0: Okay. Well, no, and that's perfect. And, you know, I think that's something for everyone listening out there. If you hadn't honed in on it, successful people always have time for that introspection because you aren't just working in your business. You got to work on your business and just as much as you're working on your business, you have to work on yourself, right? So we have to be able to develop ourselves personally, which actually brings us to our next question. You know, what are some of the habits that you feel have led to your current success and will continue to lead you to success in the future? Ooh, um, did I mention meditation? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So I read a book a little while back. Um, and I know we, we talked about this book a while back too. Uh, it's called Asking It Is Given. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read this book right when I moved to the Woodlands, 2013. Right. And it changed everything for me. So I'm, I'm going to kind of try to answer your question with this. Um, I changed my life in, in a sense of paying attention to who I surround myself with, um, and this book really attributed all this. It, it changed my mindset. I distanced myself from people that were pulling me back and, and hindering me from moving forward and hitting right. my goals. Um, and I really prayed and asked for an awareness of who's bringing value into my life. Right. And, and, and are the people that aren't or are the people that are pulling me back, how much time are they getting of my time? I feel like the most valuable thing that we offer uh, besides information is time and and our time is my time is so valuable. I'm sure yours as well because We're so full of potential right that my mission every single day is to be reaching my potential and if someone's bringing me back I, I can't have that I can no longer have that right, so I changed my thoughts. I changed my habits I changed who I spent my, my time with um, and I feel like those are the things that really catapulted me right. uh, I, I talk about awareness a lot because I feel like um Honing in on your awareness, quieting your mind and understanding uh, and, and like I said, reflecting on your day and, and how valuable certain people were to your day. I feel like we get caught up a lot of times where we'll start watching TV and totally forget about what happened today or, or what we could have picked up on or what, what could have been an opportunity that we missed because we were distracted with something else. Right. When you recap and stop every single day, you can look at that and be like, oh my gosh, I just had a great idea. I'm going to partner with this person. I'm going to pitch something to him and we're going to do this. And it's going to it's going to bring this and this this this. What you think about expands and if you're not thinking about it, you're not going anywhere.
0: Right. So you're having that time to kind of kind of it, you know in my time in the military we would call it an aar an after action report right so you're going through and you're you're going and you're seeing what happened what can we do better what did we do well and how can we replicate the things we did well and improve on the things that we didn't do so exactly. well exactly so is there any one book that you've read that you could attribute to your ability to have that introspection or that ability to be able to improve upon Your schedule, yourself or your business? Um,
1: ah, There's been a lot of books that touch on these things. Um, I still ultimately, I hate to go back to asking and as giving, um, but it it made such an impact on me. And it wasn't an impact where it said, hey, run your business this way. It was a personal impact that made me think I need to run my business this way rather than that way. Um, and, and that really is what it was. Uh, it was a personal change that led to many, many business changes. Um, so I have to go back to that book that changed everything for me. It, it's literally Bible and then asking it is as given because it just changed my entire life.
0: Perfect. Well, you know, Ross, we got to talk about marketing. I mean, I got to say, I see you everywhere. I see how you're getting out there into as in front of as many people as absolutely possible with all of that large reach. You know, I know sometimes it can be a, a cliched saying, but if you had to say, you know, who's your ideal customer, not necessarily speaking about age, race, okay, demographic, whatever you want to call it, you know, who is your ideal customer, in, you know, diving deeper, their personality, their likes, their dislikes, their interests? Who would, who do you prefer to work with? All right. So are we talking about customer basis, referrals? I mean,
1: or, or, or my clients.
0: You're, you can talk about your clients or if you want to spin it this way, who do you like to work with? You were talking about your partners just a minute ago. Okay you know maybe go let's go there let's, this is okay. good I love that who, who, um, who are your partners that you like to work with more than anyone else
1: because I realize that a lot of my strongest partners are so much like me it goes back to what we said you you work with who you enjoy who you like right personalities click they match I find myself working with some of the hardest working Realtors out there mm-hmm. I see people that mimic my grind they are non-stop like every single day 12 hour days um, and you know, those people I love because we respect, we understand, Hey, it's tough to take 8 PM calls still sometimes, but I'm gonna do it because that's what we do and we're all about it. You know, we're going to get the deals done. I just love people that are upbeat, excited, positive. Uh, I do not like negative Nancy's. I don't like the people that always have something to complain about. Mm -hmm. I don't have time for that. And I'm sorry. There are referral partners that are like that, right? It's, it's almost a respect thing. It's like, right. I don't come to you to complain about all this stuff, you know? Yep. We're all on the same page, like trying to get to a certain goal. So I want to work with people that really understand that and really understand, um, you know, we're doing, we care and we're doing everything it takes to get there.
0: And so knowing that those are the kind of partners, those are the people that you want to work with. How do you see yourself currently and in the future marketing to be able to reach those kinds of people?
1: I think it's honestly uh, stand in front of them. I mean, with w- whatever it is, community aspects, uh, whether they be networking aspects, I feel like if you can throw your own events or create other value ads, uh, for example, we do a lot of real estate classes here. Um, I want to make sure that our place offers a lot of opportunity for value for any of our referral partners. So as much as I can give my people some value, that's
0: really what I look for. Well, perfect. Well, you know, this reminds me a lot of building a culture of people you love to work with, whether they're your employees, they're in your business, they're your customers. You want to always try and develop that great culture. So, Ross, tell me, how would you describe your business culture? Well, I feel like we're...
1: Monday through Thursday, we, we grind pretty hard and we stay pretty strict. Uh, we have one day, Friday, if it's a little light, we'll kind of be a little more casual and, and relaxed. That's kind of my personality, that's my style. If, if my team deserves a reward, they're gonna get rewarded. I, okay. I love rewarding my guys, but when it is grind time, we have deadlines, they know i mean business and right. there may be a whip cracked. Um, so, you know, I. you talked about culture. Um, it really is about doing all the small things. Mm-hmm. And I realized that when I moved to Houston and moved out to the Houston area. Coming from Louisiana, the competition wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. So when you came out to Houston, it's elevated. And for you to stand out and be top of mind to people, you have to do all the things, all the little things uh, to go above and beyond. Uh, team-wise, I want my team working on lead track, tracking everything, lead trackers, greatness trackers. This stuff tracks everything that we do during the week, who we talk to, who we meet with, the leads that came in, the deals that came in, uh, the events that we went to, who we saw at the events. I want all this tracked. I want to see what we're doing on a daily basis. So, right. you know, you create a culture that's the word that was about to pop out was winning. When you track everything, you know what you're doing, you're organized, which means you have the plan in place to get to the next level. Right. So it all starts with that.
0: Definitely. And so I know before you had mentioned, you know, when it comes time to work, you guys work and you're not afraid to crack the whip. You know, is that how you would describe your management style? Someone who, if it needs to get done, you're not afraid to put your nose to the grindstone and get the others around you to do the same. Oh, of course. Of
1: course. But at the end of the the day, as long as we hit that deadline, they're going to get rewarded. They're not doing it just because I'm, oh, you got to do this. No, they understand the sense of fulfillment that comes with hitting that deadline. And my boss going to take care of me for doing this because it's all about reputation. It's all about hitting those goals.
0: Well, perfect. You know, and as you hit the goals, as you have what you call a winning culture, right? You see that there's going to be the growth that just naturally goes along with it. So how do you see yourself nurturing the growth of both your individual management style, the management style of those underneath of you, as well as the culture of your business and the people you like to do business with?
1: I find it very smart to use the term, keep it simple, stupid. Um, that method has always worked for me. Mm-hmm. I've seen many people try to get out the gate, grow way too fast. Uh, and then they really get themselves in a, in a mountain of trouble. Um, I'd never want to do that. I, I can't, I would fail if I tried to do that. I feel like you find one step at a time. You find your talent, make sure we're growing at small stages. As long as we can handle it, as long as we're not getting overwhelmed. And it's not too crazy. Add one more employee add more one, one more piece of talent. Um, I don't want to grow to this crazy massive company in the first year. I want to literally make sure we are taking all the right steps one by one. We're adding key person here, key person there. When the time's right, that way it's not too overwhelming. Everybody's doing their proper job with expert, you know, with excellence, in Every aspect of, of the loan process. So, you know, when it comes to making big decisions and saying, okay, this whole division that we want to create may take three or four employees. Okay. Those three or four employees are going to be all doing about the same thing. And that's going to be structured. But in the sense, is it smart to do that right now or should we wait another three months? You know, so baby steps, one step step at a time. And I guarantee you over the years you, you will see us grow, but it will not be a crazy massive deal where, Oh my gosh, how does he keep up? You know, just one step at a time.
0: Well, perfect. Well, you know, I'm just going to say one more time, you know, Ross, I'm so glad you are able to come out here and be able to talk to us because I know everything that you said is helping to build those around you. Thank I mean, you. that's that's all I see whenever I come out here is that you, get, you have the heart of a giver and someone who wants to help those. Appreciate and that. so that is something that we are just thankful that you're able to give your time, first of all, because I know you're busy um, and to be able to come out here and say this. So for everyone that's tuned in right now, go ahead, Ross, Give them one parting thought and where they can reach you. Um, Parting thought.
1: Uh, We talked a lot about who you surround yourself with. Um, The old saying, your your network is your net worth. I cannot. I live by that because I literally, uh, I was talking to someone the other day and they asked me, they said, look, what are you most excited about in 2018? Man, it's not this business or this network or anything it's the people that i am partnered with it's the brian west it's the kyle riddell's it's stacy berry and shreveport running a networking group out there there's a lot of partners that i have that are the most valuable to me rather than just this or that it's it's truly the partners
0: well perfect well go ahead and um let everyone know where they can reach you and
1: you can reach me Oops, Ross, at Ross Flurry at network.financial. My cell number, anytime, call or text 318-288-9593. Our website is simply www.network.financial. And uh, find us on Facebook. Find me anywhere, man.
0: All right, perfect. And this is Market Watch Live. I'm your host, Brian West, with our guest Ross Flurry, And I hope you guys have yourselves a wonderful, wonderful evening and a great week. And we'll see you with our next interview.
1: Guys, click the link, subscribe to him. He's going to be doing this all year next year. Yes, it's just the beginning, but you're going to get a ton of value. So check out Brian West 2018. All right, we'll see you. See you guys.